Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yeah, buddy, here we go. It's hour number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan here on your home of the first place Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion uh, Texas Rangers. And we're about to be joined by one of our favorite guests, Mike Golick Jr. You can watch his show on DraftKings with his dad. and He's doing all kinds of fun stuff in the world of football and sports, and he joins us once again here. Good afternoon, sir. How the heck are you? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me, man. How you doing? Uh, we're, oh, doing we're doing good. good. We, uh, we have, uh, some, have breaking some breaking news here. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook going, going to the to Ravens. Ravens. Is this a, a good pickup? There was a lot of conversation. Should the Cowboys get him? Uh, you know what? I, I think it's one of those where at this point is Dalvin Cook on his own an overly compelling player? Not really, but in the context that the Ravens can use him in, yeah, that's a, a, a worthwhile ad for them. Uh, we know it's a position that obviously depth took a hit uh, earlier this year when Keaton Mitchell got injured. We know that in general, offensive line, the running game there, one of the best in football, having a quarterback like Lamar Jackson makes that a lot easier. And so I think like anything else, these moves look pretty good when you're a team that already has your big needs covered. And this is just kind of a supplemental pickup. So uh, works for Baltimore, just like for Dallas, it would have been nice to, I'm sure, have a little bit of depth in that spot there. But uh, it is one of those that I think, especially because of Lamar's legs, makes this a lot more viable and a lot more interesting. How important is is going to be running the ball here in the playoffs? The Cowboys have been getting by with Dak and C.D. Lamb for the majority of it. Are they going to need their running game? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think so. I think the problem with really for the Cowboys, for anything else, it's like we understand in the NFC side, like this road goes through one place at this point. So you know, if you're Dallas, this is all about like, what does it take for you to beat San Francisco? And yeah, absolutely. That's only, that's going to become a factor for Dallas. I think that was the most surprising thing for me towards the end of the season was seeing in some of the big time matchups, you know, even going to the Lions game where I thought going into that one, like, all right, Dallas offensive line, Lions offensive line, two of my more you know enjoyable offensive lines to watch in the NFL competent overall offenses and that Detroit defense that had been much maligned for a lot of the season. And I think it played better as of late was really able to limit Dallas's effectiveness up front in a way that surprised me. So yeah, that's absolutely important. I think anytime you're getting to postseason football, we always say run game travels in my mind. It's just, you got to have options. Like you can't be just one thing when it gets to the NFL playoffs, you're going to have a bad time. Assuming they get there. Do you think the Cowboys make it to the NFC title game for the first time in nearly 30 years? Man, I, I would, I would have to say so. Like just looking around at the rest of the NFC playoff picture and what else is there. My biggest, my biggest worry for them at this point, my biggest worry for anybody in the NFC playoffs is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. 
Like that is a terrifying fun to the point we talked about before complete football team. That's got a healthy quarterback an offensive line. That's been taking names and kicking, you know what, and getting ready to go. So I, I think it's tight. I mean, Detroit, obviously, as we just recently saw on a close game that, you know, Detroit lions fans would have gripes about officiating with, you know, you Dallas, you made the plays, you, you kept it competitive. You made the plays and ultimately got the game won. but, uh, Detroit Lions would absolutely worry me given the way they've played now that their offensive line is a bit whole again. We saw the areas where they struggle where you had to mix up that group because of injury in front of them, and all of a sudden Jared Goff wasn't afforded the same level of protection. Mike, the thing that I, you know, and I, I've been taking a beating on Twitter uh, talking to folks because people ask me, who do you not want to play? And I bring up the Rams, and everybody reminds me about the game they had against the Giants last week. And then I remind them of the game that the Rams had against. The Ravens. I haven't seen the Ravens other than the Browns. I haven't seen anybody play the Ravens like the Rams and the Browns did. And so people are like, well, they almost lost to the Giants. I don't care. You're, everything you said about that football team is absolutely right about them. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we can all play out. This is the NFL. Like, of course they played a close game. I get the sure. Giants aren't world beaters right now, but the Cardinals just beat the Eagles last right. week. Like, this is that kind of league, and I get it. You know, Kyler Murray being back is a lot different than the Cardinals team that beat the Dallas Cowboys earlier in this season. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I always just look at what are the, the traits about the football team yeah. that would worry you there. And to your point, while I think some of that's matchup specific, certainly to the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm Dallas, we've seen what it looks like when someone could just line up and run the pill right down your throat. That's right. still the area that's been the weakness for this Cowboys defense this year. Uh, you know, unfortunately, certain additions have not made that thing go away. And yeah, right now, the Rams have what the Eagles had last year, which is the formula can be really simple. When you can line up, just run duo and hand the ball off, everything else gets a lot easier. And then you have talented quarterbacks in both situations on top of it. Who's the team you trust most in the AFC after Baltimore? After, you know what is interesting is for all the issues they've had, there's part of me that still wants to default to Pat and Andy because, hell, the Chiefs have been the team that know this time of year and can navigate it as well as anybody. Uh, I would probably say besides that, honestly, the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Like, Joe Flacco, you keep wondering if eventually the carriage is going to turn back into a pumpkin and if him falling asleep on the sideline and all that funny stuff there is eventually going to give way to more games with multiple interceptions like we saw a couple of weeks ago. But I, I still look at the defense. It's a war machine. Like outside, if, if there were not the Baltimore Ravens defense this year, we would probably spend a lot more time talking about Miles Garrett's likely defensive player of the year campaign, the way that he's looked, that, you know, uh, Ward's looked in that uh, defensive backfield, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, what a weapon he is, a linebacker, and the job that Jim Schwartz has done. So I, I would say they're right up there. And I think in we recent weeks now, we've seen it's readily apparent. They're not going to sneak up on anybody now. It's Mike Goley Jr. here with you on the fan. I'm ready for Joe Flacco to be remembered as a Brown more than a Raven. <laughs> I do wonder what the – I, I – I would give a lot to see a Ravens-Browns rematch or I said matchup in like the AFC championship yeah. game for that reason as much as any. And I saw a bunch of videos came to light about Joe Flacco and for all the talk that he gets about how kind of prickly it felt at the beginning when Lamar got there and how people felt like Joe kind of fought that. 
there was great footage of him on the sideline helping Lamar go through some stuff. I'm sure that's a guy that does mean something to Lamar in terms of football development and means a lot to that Ravens organization that now just came off the shelf and is kind of playing with the reckless abandon of someone who's too rich for the job. Like, he's got money. He doesn't need this. He's just doing this for fun, and he understands it's all house money, and that guy is playing football like that. Like, this is not just Joe Flacco game manager out there. I remember that game they lost, speaking of the Rams, game they ultimately ended up losing but i remember talking to mina kimes at espn after that i was like joe flacco kind of had some throws in this game right like i'm not crazy he was kind of sidewinding some stuff i didn't realize he had it like that and this just feels like a guy that's playing loose was that your team as a kid cleveland now i grew up an eagles fan dad spent six years there so i grew up uh you know i know i'm saying that right now a company that might not appreciate that if it's any consolation now (laughs) i am pretty agnostic at this point and because i'm a big zach martin fan got to play with him i obviously spent a a lot of my time hoping he does well but yeah i grew up on the other side of the tracks on this one dad spent so much time there I caught the Andy Reid years in Philadelphia. So life was pretty good there for a while. And then by the time I made the trip to try and play in the NFL, everybody either cut me or didn't sign me. So I was like, all right, forget (laughs) y'all. I'll just root for my friends. (laughs) I love it. Mike Goley Jr. here. So other than Notre Dame, do you have rooting interest in sports? Nope. I keep it real. And honestly, that's a mistake. Fandom Mm. is a mistake. What a poison I've allowed into my life. Mm. Every fall, I give myself over to Notre Dame and I get ready to get hurt again. And then I watch them break me over their leg almost every time. I love that school more than life itself. I loved being a football player there. But every fall when I'm on there on Saturday and I'm getting ready to call a game somewhere else and I'm sitting in a I there the truth a true story. Notre Dame was playing um BYU in Las Vegas last year. And I was calling a game at NC State and it lined up so halftime of our game, I could go down and watch them in the Notre Dame game. It was on in the press box. And I'm sitting there eating hot dogs and pot stickers in the NC State press box. And it is a press box, so it's not mm. that loud. Notre Dame was winning, everything was good, and then all of a sudden they threw a red zone interception, and my body just knee-jerked, slammed the table, shouted the (laughs) F-word, and then looked around at the rest of my crew and go, all right, I'm going to go back upstairs because I can't do this right now. So that is, uh, yeah, that's the one thing I am responsible enough to be a fan of, and even that's a stretch. The rabid nature of college football fandom, which one were you more impressed with, the the Ohio State contingent that went to the Rose Bowl to just hate watch Michigan or the Texas fan slash father who was berating Washington players at the end of uh, Texas taking that L? I'm going to go neither. I'm going to go off the board player hate of the year. I forget his name, and I wish I did. The Oklahoma D lineman that was on the All-State Good Works team at the Sugar Bowl that came out there at halftime to receive the award for being a valued member of his community. Like, I was, you know, humble brag, I was on the All-State Good Works team when I was in college. (laughs) And you get that for doing community service and being a generally likable person around the program. And this dude came in his moment at Texas's game and went out there at halftime and threw the horns down the entire time. That has to be the first time that the All-State Good Works team has gotten booed. And not just a little booed. It got booed like NHL commissioner. It got booed like Roger Goodell boos in that game. So he's player hater of the year going forward as far as I'm concerned. That is pretty good. And our, our resident Sooner fan here in the building, Carter, just texted me. Ethan Downs is the uh, yes. the, the gentleman there. So. Uh, well, did, at any point during the college football playoff, did you find yourself wishing that you were watching the Seminoles? Uh, you know what? I, I 
I had done that pretty much the entire time because I maintained they should have been in there. And anyone that wanted to use the results of the Orange Bowl with a basically completely different team to try and relitigate that outcome, that's ridiculous. That's not how this works. We know that wasn't the same team, even though either way they weren't going to have Jordan Travis out there. So uh, it wasn't one of those, like, the games were good. Of course we weren't going to, like, sit there and be wanting for anybody. I still think Florida State should have gotten in, but I can also look and say and appreciate we got two incredible games. We're in line for another incredible game. The committee was always going to win because college football, in general, most of the decisions being made right now are dictated by good TV ratings, and they got them. And we knew they were going to get them in this matchup. So uh, I didn't find myself wanting, but I still believed in my heart that Florida State should have been there. Hey, Mike, we learned last week that uh, Zach, uh, he told us he was the MVP of the Pinstripe Bowl, and he took his MVP trophy, and it ended up in the bottom of a lake somewhere in Indiana. have you ever heard that story before or were you part of the story (laughs) i have not heard that story so zach zach's pinstripe bowl mvp came the year after i left okay and so i was not party to that one but that is the least surprising thing in the world i i I would have been like he he made it sound like that initially he's like i've got a story about my mvp trophy and i was thinking he probably traded it for a case of beer or some burgers you know, some food. And he's like, listen, I can't pay, but here, here's my trophy. Would you please give us a, a case of beer and all that? But he said, no, it got knocked into the lake and nobody, nobody went after. So it's sitting in the bottom of some lake right now. Just not surprising. I do love that. I love that in contrast. And it, it speaks to everything about Zach Martin that you look and what photo went viral the other day. Yeah. It was Caleb Williams in his Los Angeles penthouse. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you could see the Heisman Trophy perched over by the window. So you've got Caleb Williams on one side, a star quarterback doing that. And then Zach Martin, Indiana's finest with a trophy from a bowl game at the pinstripe bowl lodged in the bottom of the lake. Those are tremendously on brand. Mike, I want to ask you this. Are, are, with the playoffs coming around, are coaches still going to be as reckless as they are the way they're managing these games? Does, does, does a a switch flip uh, on that about not being as reckless in playoffs as they are in the regular season? I think, you know, it depends on what your definition of reckless is. Like if it's mismanaging certain situations clockwise, i.e. that unfortunately comes up with, you know, Mike McCarthy a little more often than people would like. I I think that's something that only lends itself more to this because that to me, and like, I I understand we all sit here as fans and criticize Mm -hmm. all that. And people, I said, someone asked me the day, people that work in sports, how does this happen so often? Those sidelines are incredibly chaotic. You are trying to balance a lot and be good at a ton of things. And I I understand, yes, it's part of the job. Yes, they're extremely well paid. But when it pops up every so often, I'm not all that stunned outside of a few obvious moments. So I think some of those will still come up. And I think a lot of them come up now. And we'll look even that way because we've got more coaches inclined Mm -hmm. to take risks. I mean, hell, look at the Dallas and the Lions game. Even after the gaffe that went on in the two-point play and the would they, did they or didn't they report with the officials, Dan Campbell got backed up and still said, bleep it. I'm going for two again here. Like when you get coaches that are wired that way, either because they are analytically inclined, see the Baltimore Ravens, or because they've just got the manalytics of Dan Campbell, they are going to be more situations and high leverage spots where this pops up. And so, yeah, I'd imagine this is something we'll keep seeing from a majority of coaches. Other coaches we know can turtle up in big moments, especially in the postseason, devolve to more conservative football. But I hope we're past that because I like fun. We've talked a lot about Dan. He's from just down the road. Would you want to play for him or would you be like, man, he's going to lose us this game? We're going to drive it down there. We should be going to OT. And he just pulled Manalytics again. No, I, I'd be all for that because in my mind, 
the analytics conversation has always been like improperly framed. It's people saying, oh, look what the nerds came in and did. It's like, no, nah, I, I want the coach. John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson are the perfect example because we love those little back and forths where it's Lamar going over and saying, mm. we want to go for it. We mm. want to go for it. And John's like, yeah, go for it. When in reality, like the analytics guy was probably in John's yeah. ear. Like, yeah, this is go territory. We're absolutely <laughs> good to go here. But you know what? Go ahead and do the thing because John understands people and he understands pushing the buttons like that. And I always think having a coach that would rather go out and win it. These are high-level competitors. These are alpha males. They want to go out there and they want to try and take what they believe is theirs in this spot. And I've always thought the notion of conservative football that was considered the old school way kind of ran counter to that. So, no, I would love that. And especially when you know that's your MO and that's your identity, you're never surprised by it. I think Michigan's a great example of that this last weekend in college football. That fourth down decision, that wasn't a surprise to them because you go back and look at all of the big games, Ohio State and Penn State that Michigan had played. Even when Jim Harbaugh was out and Sharon Moore was the interim head coach, they were going for it in those spots. They feared nothing, and that trickles down. You take your cues from the head man and how that approach and that attitude in those situations is set. And so, no, I'd love that. Goalie Jr. with us on fire as always. We're keeping you late. If you got to go, just hang up on us. But I do got to know, are you going to be hate watching the Natty? No? (laughs) I am definitely going to be watching the Natty. You know what? It's interesting. I was thinking about this because obviously, yeah, being a Notre Dame fan, I did not grow up feeling very good feelings about Michigan. As I've gotten older, unfortunately, what happens is familiarity breeds comfort. I went to Ann Arbor for the first time, not as a player last year to cover a game. And I hated it because it was a lovely college town and it was a beautiful campus. And I actually had a really good time there. And I do appreciate what they've done. The interesting part about some of the feelings there is when you watch Georgia, when you watch Ohio State, when you watch Alabama, you see these death stars creating by incredible recruiting prowess over years and years. You know, the last time Georgia didn't have a top five recruiting class? 2016, the first year Kirby got there. They've had a top five recruiting class every year since that. I know we can't replicate that at Notre Dame. That's not something that I think is realistic given the constraints of the sports right now. But what Michigan's done is, and you look at that and you go, all right, if they were able to do it, why not us? And there is part of that that inspires some semblance of hope, both in style of play and in roster makeup. That All right, while it might be a one-off and we could go back next year, even though an expanded playoff to being dominated by talent-rich uh, people – in the transfer portal era with all the volatility in the sport right now, if you're a program that is still capable of developing and you hit it at the right time, you've got the veterans in the right pieces and you have that one year, it can still be possible to get over even in a sport that's largely been star dominant. You got to get that, uh, that donation box at the grotta, you know, that thing you got to get, you know, <laughs> let's, let's get that going. Why not? Huh? I've been tossing tenors in there for Jesus for a while. It says three dollars. I go a little bit of extra to try and curry some favor with the Lord. I, you know what? Hopefully, just slide that one on over. Let the Lord there take we the go. tithe. I yeah. think it's twenty percent, and yeah. then let's put the other eighty towards some guys that can rush the passer. Or catch need, the football. Let's pass the plate a little often there at, at, at South Bend. Get Gojo a damn pass rusher, please. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that, that's Amen. awesome. Amen. We'll we'll see you in Vegas. Awesome. Can't wait, fellas. Have a good one. Thank Cheers. You. Mike Golick Jr. with you here on 105 Through the Fan. And you can check him out with his dad. They are broadcasting every day on DraftKings. Okay, when we come back, it's time for Woolchuck's Top 10. Uh, Chief, what do you have for us today? Google Trends featuring the top 10 most Googled athletes in all of the world in the year 2023. What's your guess? 877-881-1053. That's next year in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day, and thanks to Mike Golick Jr. for joining us. If you missed that, you can go back and listen on the Odyssey app. Segment here, uh, the Top 10 at 420, brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Franklin, Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817 Go to truckwreck.com. It's also brought to you by Soda. And here he is with Zach's top 10, Eric Chiafalo. Thank you so much. Yes, the Wooly Bully out uh, through the week. Honeydew lists, things of that nature, allegedly hanging curtains. We'll see how much he's able to get done. But uh, first ever Honeydew vacation uh, for the family man now, the Wooly Bully. Yeah. So send your thoughts and prayers his way. Seems to be doing good, though. Seems to be building a little bit of confidence here. As the week wanes, I fear that he will, you know, have the inevitable realization that he's even more useless than he had originally thought he was to start the week. Oh but he had that initial success with the curtains. I don't believe they've fallen down yet. Nice. So I, I, I think he's in a halfway decent place. That's should, good. Should we should we go by and see him and like look at the curtains and maybe pull on him for him? You know, like you know, like hey, you, you hung these yourself, and then kind of you know just kind of pull on them, tug on them, see if they'll put them through the test here a little bit. See if they'll fall. I, I so. like that idea. Yeah. I'm like, cool and, with and it. Film it, kind of film it. Maybe they just all of a sudden they come tumbling down, or that they they hang in place. That he did a good, he did a good job, strong and sturdy. Yeah. All right, I have the uh, the Google what was trending in 2023, and we did last week to close out the year. We did the uh, just the the top ten most Googled people uh, in all of the world. 
through the course of 2023. I have now. I'll tell you, it's Epstein in the last 24. <laughs> for sure. I'm, Probably I'm, 250 times myself. Yeah, I'm Googling I'm Googling all the names on that list is what I'm doing to learn about those people. Is that right? Yeah. Well, uh, l- let me know when you get to Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now. That's a, some, I think that's a. I shouldn't say it. You think that's a butt cracking? No, I think it's. I think you're. I think it's accurate. Okay. In which case, it's still a butt cracking. Yeah. Now <laughs> we need to uh, get a little college sports in here <laughs> because I have a basketball clip that I want to play for you guys. It's pretty amazing from a coach. Uh, but I also saw in the athletic, the athletic did like a questionnaire talking to a bunch of college football like big star players who've been recruited in NIL deals and they asked them a bunch of different questions and one of the questions was which school do you think spent the most money on your visit or visits and why like when you were taking recruiting trips which ones do you feel like really gave you the bells and whistles experience and uh it's just funny because so many of them involve just the simple things you know, you can get the Ritz Carlton sure. drops. You can yeah. get the oh, picked up in the Mercedes Benz. Here's the hibachi thing for me and my family in the football stadium. Yeah. All sorts of cool stuff. But you get some where a player just said, you know, Michigan had these taco food trucks that were off the chain, and I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's it. That's a direct quote from a player when asked like, which school spent the most money on your visit? Like, what's the most memorable thing about being recruited as like a four or five star athlete? Oh, Michigan had those food trucks. There's they players, were awesome. There's thought that some of these players are now going to ask for money just to visit the school that you have to give them between five and $10,000 just for them to visit the school. Just for me to use my weekend on your campus. Yes. That's my time. Yes. Wow. Yes. That, that, that's that, going next level that they're, that players are going to start asking these programs to pay them for their visit. I can see that. I mean, if you're, if you've made yourself as a brand at 17 years old and you going there is going to be a big story on sports center, and here's Michigan recruiting me. They're getting, you know, like they're getting value out of that. I just want, I just want to cut in a little bit. This guy was getting some value. He says Georgia went the went the most all out for his recruiting visits. He says they would drive me everywhere. They'd bring me food to my seat during games on my unofficial visits. I went there multiple times just for the free chicken. Yeah. This hey, guy if took, you have the right chicken, man. Dude, if you got the right chicken and you're just dealing it up and I can just go to the game, watch no. Georgia, which is a championship-level football mm-hmm. team, play football, and you're just going to be bringing me food? I still think about the best chicken strips I ever had. It was in downtown Portland on 82nd and Holgate at a restaurant that was only viable for about five years. It was called the Bucket Brigade. And they did these beer-battered chicken strips that were greater than any chicken strip I've ever had by a magnitude of 10. That's how good they were. Did you? Was it a frequent visit or was oh, it yes. a one? Okay, so yeah. you were you were living on those chicken tenders for a long time. I, yes, I was. As a matter of fact, I I believe at the time they even had my name in the menu. Like these are the chicken strips Gavin keeps talking about on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. gonna need to pass that on to old Sam Howell, the quarterback uh, of the opposition this weekend. As I that's all can, he eats. I wonder if I can make these things. Maybe you. I oh, there you go. You. Yeah. yeah, it just takes a little bit of work. Like everybody else is mailing in the chicken strips. You know. It's the same ones. Yeah. You can see them at Albertsons. You can see them at the Tom Thumb. You're like, oh, there's the deli chicken strips. Are they are they like kind of a panko? Yes. Is it, is uh, it? No, not panko. Yeah. More just like a traditional. But more like real yeah. breading, but yes. beer battered. Uh-huh. Okay. Sounds like a good time, man. Mm. Uh, and that's how I feel. I feel about the mozzarella sticks at, at Globe Life Field. 
See, it's, it's yeah. like everybody's doing mozzarella sticks. Nobody's doing it like you, Globe Life Field. So in my mind, I'm heading home as a 17-year-old, and I'm like, I know I could go this place and that place, but those places don't have those chicken strips or those those cheese sticks. Beer-battered chicken recipe. All right. Yeah. Oh, chicken tenders. Here we go. It's a place called Creative Bite. It's got me a recipe I could look at. Tear it up. There was a little college football nugget for you, and then I wanted to get this clip in of Mick, uh, Mick Cronin, the head coach of UCLA basketball. I will read you a couple of his quotes, but first I want to play you the way he opened up his postgame presser last night after his team lost to Stanford. This is like a minute of him just really hasn't been asked a question. He just sits down, and he starts sort of eviscerating his team, but he does it extremely calmly. Here's Mick Cronin. Obviously, uh, you can't shoot 21% in the second half of a game and have any chance to win. The fact that you don't get blown out is a miracle. So obviously, we're struggling mightily on the offensive end. To shoot the ball in the basket, we're struggling to, to shoot it in. Second thing is our turnovers are just destroying us. Two straight games um, where we turned the ball over 24% of our possessions. You have no chance to win. Absolutely no chance to win. This team needs – the way we shoot the ball, we need every shot that we can so we can get every foul or every rebound. We can get fouled more and get more rebounds. Tonight I thought our effort to go rebound was terrible. I know we had 11, but three of them were Stanford knocked out of bounds. We had eight live ball rebound possibilities out of 39 shots. No chance. Not the way we shoot the ball. At, wow. at one point, he says, quote, you can't call your mommy. She can't help you. You've got an opportunity of a lifetime, and it may not last forever, depending on your performance. That was just after a random January loss to Stanford. <laughs> and I'd say we need a big man. You know, I think he needs to get his ass out there recruiting, maybe throw some NIL money down. But 39 rebound opportunities, you got 11 of them, and three were because Stanford <laughs> knocked it out of bounds. So I think saying, he was taking it easy on those kids. So yes, saying, I love how calmly he just he just <laughs> yeah. needled his team there. It was beautiful. So for the draft, we don't need to look at UCLA for big man potential, right? For the Perhaps not, or, yeah. or any type of shooting prowess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now to the top 10 list here, the top 10 most Googled athletes in all of the world. Keep that in mind uh, over the course of the year 2023. 817 says Shohei, Mbappe, uh, Ronaldo, Messi, LeBron, McGregor, Mahomes, uh, Kelsey. Uh, 972, also Messi got to be number one. Uh, these are all things that I would have imagined as well, uh, but not necessarily the case. Uh, so when you pull up the list here, Kelsey's going to be one. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey's oh, on the yeah. list. Kelsey's at number three. Yeah. You guys can you guys can do some guessing if you remember the uh, just the general people, the people list. There was another athlete on there that you guys will know. Uh, he was number one. Tom Brady, uh, not Tom Brady. Is it? Is it a is it an international sporter like is it like a soccer is it a soccer player that's when asked uh, soccer player is number two okay. number one is an NFL player is number one is an NFL yeah. player he shouldn't be a household name but he had one hell of a year oh it's the guy the poor man that almost passed away Deron uh, the the guy from the the, the uh, Baltimore, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. I was going to let you keep going. Uh, DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin. Yep. I, I could, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, DeMar Hamlin was the most Googled athlete in all of the world yeah. in the year 2023. You already have Travis Kelsey at number three. Um, Messi's number two or Mbappe. Got to be Messi. Mbappe is number two. Yeah. Messi's not in the top ten. Wow. Okay. 
He is not in the top 10. Now, I don't have 11 through 20 or anything. I don't have any uh, outside looking in opportunities here. I just have what Google is giving me, the top 10. So I don't know how far on the list, but I was blown away to see that Messi was not in the top 10 there. Yeah, especially coming to America and all of the mania involved, trying to get tickets and trying to figure out when he's going to be on TV. I mean, that's uh, that, that was a huge opportunity for MLS. They made millions and millions of dollars off it. Our very own Ma- Ky- Max Verstappen? Uh, not on the list. Wow. Car racer. Kyrie is a number 10. Whoa. Okay. All right. Kyrie Irvin's number 10. Uh, you have... Lewis Hamilton? Shubman Gill. Oh. You guys familiar with this guy? Shubman? Cricket- cricketeer? There is a cricketeer guy on there, and he is he is one of those as well. Uh, Indian, Indian cricketeer. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and popular. That's hugely popular. Yeah. My gosh. Uh, because you say you, the name? I'm sorry? You say the name? Shubman Gill. Oh, that's the cricketeer? Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, I thought I thought it was something else. I'm sorry. When I he was, has I a big like, hit, they call it popping a chub. <laughs> sorry. We got a popping a chub out there. <laughs> I appreciated it. I try, yeah. Number eight is Rasheen Ravindra. He is also a cricketeer. A cricketeer. Out of New Zealand. Hmm. Got some good biceps on him as well. Yeah. And those New Zealand guys, they can really play uh, rugby and cricket. And they can sail. Carlos Alcaraz at number seven. Carlos. Spanish tennis player. Okay. Oh, okay. Must yeah. be handsome. Yeah. Decent. Is it, is it Alver? What's it? Alcatraz. Alcaraz. No T, just Alcaraz. Alcaraz, okay. By the way, flying into San Fran last uh, Saturday had a magnificent view of Alcatraz. Yeah. Oh, I bet that was cool. Clear day. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Yes. Number six. Harry Kane at number five. Soccer. John Morant, number four. Oh, there we go. Understandable. Number three, Travis Kelsey. Two, Mbappe. And then number one was DeMar Hamlin. So I was not. I, I I have a new respect for the cricketeering prowess. Yeah, and I think the cricketeer dude. If you look at his uh, like his Twitter, he's got the most. This cricket guy is like it's incredible. Cricket legend. Yeah, he's yeah. unstoppable. Yeah, he's got yeah. The, he's got the most Twitter followers of anybody, I believe. Okay, Zach Martin has a lot of Twitter followers. He's going to join you coming up at five o'clock right here on your home of the Cowboys. Uh, Let's talk some hoop, though, as uh, the Mavs got a big one, hoping to do that again tomorrow. A lot of uh, important stories happen in the association, and uh, Chief's going to crack open an afternoon rim session for you next right here the G-Back Nation on 105.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Well, thank you, Lucius, man. We're in here brainstorming how we're going to do some bet payoffs tomorrow. It's a triple, possibly quadruple bet payoff Friday uh, tomorrow afternoon. As I mean, I have three stacked up to take care of. Chief has two. 
Brian, you got man. three? You got three bad payoffs you got to do? You He's two got more two, yeah. After the uh, the 42-year-old bottle of Coca-Cola the other day. Well, it's uh, it's time now for a proper rim session. Zach Martin's coming up at 5 o'clock here on your Home of the Cowboys. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. The G-Bag uh, Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when we are less than 24 hours removed from Luca's first dunk of the season. That's right, boys and girls. How about that for a stat of the day? Luca last night in quarter number two in uh, in route of the Portland Trailblazers with about two minutes and change to go in the quarter. Luca had his first dunk of the season. I'm proud of him. You know, uh, you you keep looking for opportunities and opportunities, and and then you find a, a defense that's just so clueless and out of touch. You're like, man, I think this is going to be my night. But my, the the thing I'm more proud of Luca that for anything else is is just staying in shape. So you're not looking to take the fewest amount of steps or do the least amount of effort as possible mm. on all plays. And I think I think we this is a it's a watershed year for Luca, isn't it? Staying in shape. Yes, for sure. I mean, I was I was planning on asking. Tim Cato at six o'clock. Like, what do we attribute? Is it just as simple as Luca being in good shape as to why he's playing better and more efficient than we've ever seen him? Like, is that really just what it boils down to? He's actually in good shape. Yeah, I got. I don't know. Did he really add anything to his game, or was it just simply, hey, just be in good shape, and you can take your already greatness to an even greater level? And now you're. I mean, what's pretty amazing is Doc Franco. Noting, okay, first dunk of the night, but how amazing is it that despite not dunking all season, Luca's still third in the sport when it comes to field goal percentage at the rim. Yeah. So, like, so many guys get away with a high field goal percentage at the rim because they're just dunking on everybody's head. I mean, it's as efficient as it gets, but he's got to finish in other ways because he's not doing it dunking. He's still third field goal percentage in the league at the rim. And on wow. non-dunk uh, rim attempts, Luca 80% is almost 4% better than the second best in the league, which is a guy no one cares about, Jacob Poltel or whatever. So, uh, Nonetheless, congrats to the Mavs getting the victory. We'll talk with Tim Cato, covers the Mavs for the I Athletic I just think he's one, the, he's one of the strongest guys in the league, and maybe he doesn't get recognized for it enough. But, I mean, he's got like Charles Barkley type of, you know, brute strength to clear out the people and then hit easy layups. Yeah, that's a great point. That's yeah. a great point. Baskey was talking about that the other day in the, in the crosstalk or something about uh, Dort. From Oklahoma City, being one of the few guys yeah. that can really go toe to toe with Luca when it comes to just strength, strength. the body. Yeah. Even though Luca is obviously not one of these like LeBron chiseled. Oh, you're clearly strong as heck. He's uh, it deceives you how big he actually is once you see him a little bit closer, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this dude is he really is a monster. So yeah, uh, Luca first dunk of the night uh, or first dunk of the season last night. Congratulations to him. Also, congratulations uh, in order here for uh, James Harden and the Clippers. James Harden is now, you know, sort of keeping receipts. He remembers Brian Damaris. He remembers all the haters, mm. uh, including myself here, as the Clippers traded for him earlier in the year and they proceeded to lose their next five games. Uh, but since then, they've only lost five over the course of the last, like, month and a half. Uh, so you have the Clippers now being one of the higher seeds in the Western Conference. They're playing really, really good basketball. James Harden after the game last night saying, obviously it didn't start off well. It gave people so much to talk about in a negative way. And now those people that were talking, they're nowhere to be found. Like literally nowhere to be found. Right on. Uh, that was the response there from James Harden. James Harden shaking the haters off just like that, playing some good ball. They're, get, they're stacking dubs as well. They are. Maybe Los Angeles can be a factor in this West. Okay, uh, joining us now here on your home of the Cowboys, we're going to 
we're going to uh, eject from that rim sesh and jump right into our 5 o'clock guest. Maybe we just welcome Zach Martin into the rim let's, sesh. Let's go. Here he is. Zach Martin, the future Hall of Fame right guard and now nine-time Pro Bowler. Good evening, sir. How the heck are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Oh, we are. We're we're doing wonderful. We we are doing wonderful here, and you know, looking looking forward to these playoffs. Of course, we got to congratulate you for the Pro Bowl, which you probably you don't care that much about. Him, am I right? I mean, it's it. Don't get me wrong. It's a huge honor, and uh, I definitely don't take it for granted. But um, you know. I say it kind of every year, but especially this year, man, we got we got a lot of a lot of good stuff on the horizon. So, uh, at one day, I'll, I'll sit back and kind of, um, you know, reflect on that kind of stuff. But but right now, we got some bigger bigger things on, on on board. Well, we're reflecting on it, man, and it, it's just it's it's amazing what you've put together already, and we're looking forward to so much more of it. But you know, it is more about team goals, and 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 from your perspective, what would it mean for you just to you know, is it is it get to the NFC title game, get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl? How how are those goals playing in your mind right now? Yeah, I mean, listen, we we, we want to go all the way. We we want to do it all. So that that's that's uh, that's definitely our goal. Now, you know, we still got a lot of football left to play, and and you know, no no time more important than the playoffs and taking it one week at a time. And we've talked about it all week. This is the start of our playoff run this week. So um, yeah, we're just taking it one day at a time and. Uh, one game at a time. It's nice of your old buddy Lyle Collins to come back and give you that twenty five bucks he owed you. Yeah, I no, know. that was huge. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was run him down for. Yeah, it. I was a little, you know, I was worried that you were going to have to try and go and hunt him down to get <laughs> that. You can't trust those LSU guys. You know, <laughs> trust me on that. But yeah, but what you know, was it nice to see him walk through the door again? You know, and and did, did you have you know, did you kind of like get some old thoughts come back about how you guys played together there? Yeah, it was great seeing him. I went over. Uh, I got a text Monday morning saying he was in the building working, doing a workout, and uh, came over here, checked him, checked him out while he was working out there. Got to talk to him a little bit, and then obviously he's back in the building today. So, you know, I said this today when I was talking to the media. You know, when I when I think when I look back at my Cowboys career, um, LC is definitely one of the guys that that's that um, you know pops into my mind first. So it's really great having him back. Is he any good at fishing? He always lied to me and said he was a pretty good fisherman. Uh, he's pretty good. He's is pretty he? good. Yeah, he he does a little bit of both. We we've done the uh, we've done lake fishing. Sure. Uh, we've done a little deep sea fishing. He's uh, he he loves he loves a fish. You think we're gonna see him in the games? Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. But uh, I can tell you this: it's great to have him in the room, man. He's he's got that um, you know contagious personality. Yeah. Puts a smile on your face every time you see him. I heard he was sort of like the uh, the garbage disposal on like road trips. There'd be a bunch of food, and if there's any leftovers, just take it up to LC's room, and he'll get you covered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that'd be pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, you know, I know probably he's checking the weight coming back, getting yeah. back into shape. So maybe not right now, but yeah, most definitely. I mean, that last training camp, he he had been skipping some meals. He was yeah. kind of shredded that he last was, time yeah. we saw him. Was he? Yes. Yeah. We were, you see, guys, yeah, see, I'm thinking of like, uh, yeah, 21, right? That, yeah, yeah, 21 was his last year here. Maybe not shredded, but yes. Shredded leaner. for no lineman. Yeah, there you go. Lean enough yeah. not to want to do a P-test. You know, when you got to look at Tyron all the time, it's like a, you know, shredded for no lineman <laughs> takes a different, you know, different meaning when you got to look at Tyron all the time. How much better is it for you guys to be able to probably play a couple of home playoff games? Yeah, it, it, you know, it'd be big for us, right? I mean, um, obviously um, – Anytime you can play at home in front of our fans is is, is a is huge, and 
obviously this year we've we've had uh, you know we've we've had some good things going on at home so uh, we got to take care of business this week and, and make sure we get those games we had so much fun watching the Cardinals beat the Eagles were you locked into that I I watched the last like probably seven or eight minutes um, so yeah I was definitely locked in it's so funny like the game ended and like my dad called me and I, I'm like yeah, I watched it I got it check yep we got to take care of business next week but I saw it <laughs> So you like was like okay, Dad? Do you like you give like media speak to your dad? Yeah, right. you, sound, you sound like you just like you kind of gave you. Well, you know we've got a, it's got big games, Dad. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like he he didn't think I was watching or anyone was watching. It's like yeah, I got it. I, I had tuned in, saw it. Yeah. So is that family plans? If, if you're if you're gonna have a home playoff game, is Dad coming to watch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll be. I mean, he'd be. He'll be at a road game, any road game too. But was your no, daddy? No. Was he a yeller from the stands? Would he like yell at you, like get your ass, you know, get off the ground? <laughs> no, no. Get he was. He, I will say, is my parents are they're intense, but they they're yeah. very they were very good about um, you know letting the coaches coach. My dad yeah. coached me young, sure. so I think he's got you know he obviously has a ton of respect for coaches, and especially at that when you're younger, right? Because a lot of times those guys are volunteers. So yeah. Um, no, I do appreciate that from my parents. They weren't they weren't the crazy parents in the in the well, stands. Yeah, well, there's no reason for them to be crazy. <laughs> that, the, that son's the best player on the team. Yeah, they're just apologizing <laughs> I mean, to the other yeah, kids. Yeah, it's parents. like you know, it's like, hey, I'm sorry about that, oh. Bill. I didn't know your son was going to drop that ball. My son, <laughs> my son did get the key block there. If you notice that, you know, and if your son would play, a which little one's better, he? Yeah, he's the one with the three stripes on his helmet in the middle. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> no, but that's that's what I'm saying. That three stripes get you in the Hall of Fame. That, you know, yeah, that right. Kind of yeah. Thing. But. I always wondered about that. Like, uh, you know, how would you be as a parent? Like in the stands, would, would you be like your, would you be like your dad and just mom and dad and hang out, be intense, but just kind of hang out? And yeah, I think easy? so. Right? I, I don't. It's crazy. Some of these these parents. I think oh, they just man. they take away from the experience of for everyone really. And it's like, sure. you know, obviously I've got a ton of experience playing football, so I definitely put my two cents in when, yeah. when we're at home and all that. But um, you know, like I said, the. At least where I'm from, uh, my coaches all the way through high school were mostly volunteers and giving up their time. So um, you got to you got to respect that. Could you coach O line for Jason Witten? Yeah, yeah, I could coach a little O line. That's what I was like to say. You and you and Jason Witten would be a pretty good combination. Yeah, man, he's got him rolling over there. What are they back to back state champs? I'll tell you what, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, the program, what he's been able to do. But I, I was wondering, like. You know, old like some of those old players as O line coaches and stuff. Like, I bet you'd be a pretty damn good O line coach. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I think I will definitely do some coaching in my future. Not at this level or sure. college where you know, you're, yeah. But I will definitely do some coaching at some point, no doubt. Are you reflecting on when that might be at all? I mean, Brian's trying to retire you over here <laughs> to coach in high school. You're only 33 no, years no, old. Hey, damn, Brian, it's He's only week 18. Bowl. We got some time to go, man. I tell you what, no, I'm not. I mean, matter of fact, I mean, I mean, I need you in there. They, I get these two big monsters playing this week. And yeah, thought, you yeah, know, yeah. You know that. Yeah. Better than anybody. Most definitely. Yeah. No, that's what uh, you know. We talked all week, and obviously their their defense is is led by those two. Yeah. Two big dogs in the middle, and yeah. um, man, they're good players. We've had some good battles over the year, and I got a ton of respect for those guys. Yeah. And, um, it's gonna be another good battle this this Sunday. You mentioned your dad's willing to go just about anywhere to watch you play, except FedEx Field, though, right? Like he doesn't. Nobody really wants to go there. Uh, he's not coming this year. He's been to FedEx before, though, for sure. Um, but but not this year. Like, what's your confidence meter that you're gonna get an opportunity at a hot shower after the game? I'm just I'm hoping I'm hoping, <laughs> man. I will say this. You know, they don't have the hot showers, but I will I will say Washington. The, their stall situation is elite. They've got about twelve stalls. In that visiting locker room, so there's no oh. there's no there's no wait line before the game. You're good to oh. go. Wow. 
yeah. okay, yeah. okay. So there's a redeem. There's one single. We have found the one <laughs> yeah. single redeeming quality well, of FedEx Field, and it's just simply Zach. The quantity, the of quantity stalls. of the stalls. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's a lot of them. Well, well, sometimes you go on the road and there's like two stalls, and it's yeah. It's not good pregame. But what we figured out that all those stalls empty onto the crowd. Oh, is that, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not up there, so I, I, it's not on my radar. Yeah, so, I'm not yeah. up there. Yeah. So when you're sitting there, when you're going through your game day program and you're looking at, oh, hey, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, just thinking about that's going on some commander fan right. as you're sitting there. <laughs> that's a pregame ritual, though, right? Like you, you got it. You got to empty out the uh, the pipes before stepping onto the field. Yeah, most definitely. How insane was that final? series of plays uh on on saturday evening yeah it was a little bit of a roller coaster there um you know i we were strapped up ready to go when because i didn't see the flag initially and so you know we're talking about how you know i think we had a timeout left maybe one timeout Mm -hmm. so we're we're talking about our what our calls are to, to to get down there and give uh give brandon a shot at it um and then obviously um you know, there's been a lot of talk about it, but the the defense stepped up and and uh, you know had what they have three three two point conversions. Yeah, so that was, that was that was huge. The defense to step up and make a stop, and we needed it. How jealous were you of Skipper being eligible, though? I mean, and it, I mean, you, I know you and you and Travis used to throw the ball quite a bit, and you're, you're anytime you see a big man catch a ball, are you thinking like? I am so much better than those clowns that catch this football. <laughs> well, it's it's hard, you know, at guard. It's hard to it's hard to, no, no, to we, be sneaky at, yeah. the, at the guard position, you know. But uh, well, the Lions could do it. Yeah, you know, the, the deception. <laughs> we can make you eligible if you want. Yeah, we absolutely. Can. Yeah, but we've had a couple. I know. Obviously, Terrence had one a yeah. few years back. I'm trying to think if anyone else. Uh, if we had any other big man touchdowns, I know Terrence has got one. But uh, yeah, man. Anytime a O lineman gets a score, it's uh, it's party time for sure. Zach Martin here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, Zach, it uh, looks like you have something here on the Twitter action coming with Snoop Dogg here with the smokeless fire pit. How's that going? Um, I guess it's going good. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, I was trying. Uh, no, no, I did. I did get, uh, I got, uh, that, was, that was funny. Uh, I got. I was reading a Twitter I got, I got, uh. The solo stoves for the O line for uh, yeah. for Christmas this year, so it was a pretty pretty cool deal by them. We got them all um, personalized, number and the star and all that. So, um, dang, good little gift to give to the guys. Yeah, I think Lyle Collins could use a smokeless one myself here. <laughs> 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 <Maybe help> him. <laughs> a little late Christmas present. What are you from? going there, talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh strays coming everywhere. <laughs> Right, a, you can all laugh about it now, right? <laughs> He's back. He's in the building. We're good to go. Yeah. All is well. All man. is well. All is well. So, <laughs> would you would you continue, do you say Zach that like the best athletes are creatures of habit? Yeah, married to the routine. Yeah, I would. Say, I mean, they just my uh, yes to answer your question. Yes. So that means we'll get to have you back next week during the playoffs because that's do. what you've done all the time. Oh, season. God, look at this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> hey, man, I, I do what I'm told. I do what I'm instructed. You there know you that? Go. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, okay, well, if this is going to be it, then, then we got we to gotta hand out a couple of team awards here. I mean, I, I was going to save the award ceremony to the end of the season, hopefully, you know, talking to a Super Bowl champion, Zach Martin, but we'll catch uh, you at the parade. I mean, we can get back on it. After that, we can, we can make a. We can make a, a, a you know, an appearance after after that for sure. Like some some closing ceremonies yeah, once yeah, the season yeah. ends. 
for sure. Okay, all right, fair enough. Because I got a couple of team questions. I'm curious, like who would who you would say is like according to Zach Martin, the funniest guy on the Cowboys is who? I'm 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 a big Neville. I'm a big Neville Gallimore fan. Okay, Neville Gallimore. Yeah, he's a jokester. Yeah, he is. He man, he makes he he, he makes me laugh pretty much on a daily basis. Anybody in the uh, in the offensive line room that stands out? O line room. Let's see. I mean, LC coming back is it's it's gonna yeah. be tough. You know, obviously yeah. my my pass with uh, LC's he's he's pretty funny. Who's who? Which two of your teammates do you feel like have the biggest bromance? Ooh, good question. Hmm. Let me think here. I would say in our room we got uh, we got Brock Hoffman and uh, Matt Willetsko <laughs> as a little bromance going. Let's see. Uh, how was Hoffman's pregame speech, by the way? Oh, it was excellent. Okay, was so he excellent. was dialed. Oh, yeah, he dialed. He's an intense dude. He he, he brought it. He brought it. Uh, I'm trying to think who I mean, CD and Dak are, are a good bromance. Mm. Lyle um, and Dak now. Back to Lyle back. and Dak have always, yeah, Lyle and Dak have always uh, been tight. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm like, are those defense. tight ends all kind of tight? Yeah, they do, Henny, Henny and... Uh, uh, Henny and Fergie are, are pretty tight, and yeah. then, uh, McKee and those those that's yeah. probably that's probably the best one on offense is is Henny and uh, Fergie. Teammate you'd most trust to babysit your kids? Ooh, you know Fergie's offered several times, but I you know I I don't Fergie. know about that just yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, where's where's Trav when you need him? Because that's you know the easy the yeah. easy answer. You know, uh, oh Beata just come over and met my kids several times. He could, he could he could step in for a night. There you go. Heck yeah. yeah. He'll teach yeah. him some of that some of that blue collar hard work. Get out yeah. on the on yeah. the farm and get right. some work exactly. done. And, and who's the teammate that you would least uh, trust to babysit <laughs> Ooh, your kids? Least trust. <laughs> oh gosh, let's see. Uh, least trust. I'm trying to think of a good one here. Oh man. I'll just keep it in the old line room. Uh, Tyler Smith. <laughs> Still young and having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Zach, uh, job well done, man. It's been an yes. awesome year for you. We've gotten great feedback. So yeah. a salute to you for uh, for playing along and being a great broadcaster with us. No, I, I appreciate you having me every week. I appreciate the Tolos, all the guys listening in. So it's been a great year. Right on, dude. Go give him hell. We'll be pulling for you. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There he goes. Wrapping up 18 weeks of Zach Martin here with you on the Cowboys Player Show. On 105.3, the fan, and uh, it'd be great. I, I think we could probably hold them to that if uh, you yeah. know if they if they get through, um, yeah. you know, and have a good year. Maybe talk to them on the on the other side if if Joe could coordinate that for us. That would be exceptional. But thanks so much to Zach Martin for a year well done. Brought to you by Dr Pepper, an official soft drink of the Dallas Cowboys, the one fans deserve. Okay, when we come back, uh, we'll be getting ready for the expressway, maybe finish up this rim session, take a look at the headlines that have been breaking this afternoon on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.